previously on This Is How We Roll. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us in celebrating the Nine Nights of New Light. As you guys are under the branches of the Fay Tree, the lanterns start to flash in a rainbow of colors. Congratulations, you won the Nine Nights of New Light competition. Take a little stroll, and nobody knows exactly what happened on that stroll, but when I come back, uh, I'm folding up a small note and putting it in my vest pocket. So you all have just finished celebrating the holidays with Morthos music and a variety of minor bit players from earlier in the story. And you all had a great time. And Morthos has said that he's going back to Brownstone with some soldiers from the Druids to try to retake it from the cultists. Um, you don't know if he's telling the truth, though, because he's kind of a liar. And so you don't know what he's up to, but he's not a part of your main quest. And so he kind of vanishes after the last uh, segment of the holiday party. And the next morning, after you all wake up in the main hall in your usual bedroom that Lanira usually uh, has you in when you're visiting her, um, your heads are feeling a little bit too large for your bodies. And they're, they're pounding just a bit um, with holiday cheer. And the lights are a little too bright. But... You feel all right, and as you leave your room, uh, you see Mousy the Gray standing outside of your room, and she is clearly waiting for you. And those of you who don't know Mousy, she is a halfling woman who once led the party uh, to safety after Biriel made an attack on them, and she actually also rescued them from a couple of things over uh, a short period of time. And she has kind of been your guide as you are in Green Hall, which is the name of this Druid camp where all of these businesses and the main hall of the Druids are. So Malsey the Gray is waiting outside your room and she tells you that Lanira wants to speak with you in the main hall. Um, so that's the scene. Uh, I've already been awake, so uh, I'm ready and we'll head out into the hallway with Malsey rolling my eyes at her thinking that she has helped us so many times when at one point she made us climb out a window for no reason. I'll go with you. Very skeptical of this nasty woman. I, I, I don't know her, but uh, I'll follow the group. Mousy, why are you waking us up so early? <laughs> oh, I'm, well, I don't, you know what? If I were up to me, I'd be sleeping too. I don't know. Shoot. I mean, Lanier just said that you all, she needed y'all right away. I guess that your mission is, one of uh, great import, as they say back in Kentucky. <laughs> okay, all right. You're a long way from Kentucky, my dear. Nope, I got it in my flask <laughs> right here. Um, and she leads you all into the main hall where you find Lanira sitting on her druid throne in the middle of this living building. So the great hall is made of these trees whose trunks grow so closely together that it almost resembles constructed wooden boards but you can see that they're actually living trees whose boughs form the roof of this building and you feel like you're in a wooded glen but at the same time you're inside of this great hall and you see Lanira sitting on her throne flanked on either side by two of her children um, and the or sorry by all four of them two on either side of her whose names are Keldrum, Arara, Leah and Aranis and you approach Lanira and she says, we must once again visit the pool of knowledge. I have seen a vision that it will now reveal to you some more important information so that we may have a chance to defeat Biriel. Uh... Who's Biriel? And I can see that I've left you all speechless. <laughs> let me, let me, you know what? Let me back up just a moment. Do you have the hammer? Oh, we do. Oh. you. We sure do. Excellent. May I may I examine it, please? Well, I think you have the hammer. Oh, here you go. Take a look. Uh, are you handing her the hammer? I'm handing her Just the hammer. Just like that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, she takes it, and 
She turns it over in her hands. Uh, it seems to be surprisingly light in her grip, given that she does not look particularly buff. Um, but she quickly turns it over. She takes a look at it, and she says to you, Flint, this is, this is an item of great importance. If we are to succeed in this quest, then you must not lose it. Please keep it with your life. And she hands it back to you. Um, and then she says, now, as, as I believe you conveyed to me the last time you entered the pool of knowledge, and I apologize to those of you who were not here for that, uh, you're about to experience something pretty fucking <laughs> cool. But you will be experiencing something that will... Uh, we, have, we have a place here in the Glen where you can experience true knowledge of the universe and all of the accumulated knowledge of the druids and so we must make our way to the pool of knowledge with great haste so that we can determine what the next step in your quest might be does anyone have any questions before we go what do you think we're gonna see i the pool of knowledge only revealed to me that i must have you return it did not reveal any new information to me besides the fact that when you return to me i must bring you there and what, why are you so urgent? What is the rush? I can tell that your companions didn't really fill you in on the overall arc of your quest. We did not. So perhaps they, they can tell you what's going yes, on. Yes, I don't believe they have. Hello, friends. What is happening? Yes, I am lost here. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to rejoin this group. You guys need to start communicating a little better because I'm <laughs> lost. All right. Speak up, people. I'm not jumping in any pool of anything until somebody tells me what's going on. Right there with you. <laughs> yeah, here's the short version. There is this little wizard boy, and now he's a very bad man, and he's a big bad man, and he's going to take over the world, and he's going to make everything die, and we got to stop him. And that, that's basically it. We have to find these weapons that are going to stop him. I, I believe he's a necromancer, and his name is Burial. His name um, is Burial. He's a bitch. And no, that's... that's let's not give all wizards bad names, all right? Some of us are good people. <laughs> that's, that's why... I don't know if you've noticed, but a lot of the trees are dying, and uh, there are some undead and ghouls and stuff lurking around. Um, that's, I feel like maybe you could have led with this. <laughs> that's all because of Burial. Hmm. Um... Lanira, in your note, you said much has been revealed. Uh, what has been revealed? Is it just that you need to see us again? Yes, I saw a vision that the pool would in fact show us where your second weapon can be found. Oh. And, and do, do you need all five of us? I do. It's, I, in my vision, I very clearly saw all five of you entering the pool. I didn't even know who this one was pointing at Genril. Um, but I saw her in my vision, and now I see that it has, in fact, come to pass. Very pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> All right, people, let's go to the pool. I'm Lanira, by the way. It's nice to meet you. Well, on, on. So before I go jumping in the pool, you already have one of the questions. Is that the hammer? I'm oh, sorry, one of the weapons. We have That's one the of the three, yes. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm with you. I'm all for, you know, saving this world. So, Lanira, do you Excellent. have the the floaty that I asked last time around for the pool. Uh, yes, of course. Here you go. And she hands you two uh, <laughs> inflatable arm <laughs> water wingies. Oh, these are poison. Thank you. Do, you. do you need some help getting those on? Sometimes they can be a real problem to get them the whole way up your arm. I didn't think you'd ask. I totally need help. <laughs> Well, safety first, as this they one's say. My right arm, can you lift it up for me? I can't do it. I'll hold on to it. You should put them on first. Put them on first and then blow I'll into it. hold on to it and you shove your arm into it. Oh, thank you. Now, I, I do have to ask, have any of you eaten in the last half an hour? Because I am also the lifeguard for the pool of knowledge and I can't let you go <laughs> no, in if you've eaten. No, not a scrap. Um, I ate 28 minutes ago, so we're going to have to wait two minutes. Well, it's a little bit of a walk, so we should be okay. All right. All right, great. So she leads the way and her children kind of go about some tasks in the main hall here. Um, I, I, I wink at Aranis before uh, I leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, actually, uh, he actually calls out to you. He says, Felosiel, how are you? Uh, I've been better, but uh, I'm, I'm, 
excited to see where this leads. Are you going to come with us wherever we're going next? Unfortunately, we also have tasks uh, that we must attend to, but uh, we, I, I suppose we shall see what the pool of knowledge reveals Wh- to you. What have you been doing while we were gone up north to Termic? Well, you know, we've been we've been out and about sort of collecting and solidifying areas that uh, could be marginalized by Biriel and his followers. So we wanted to make sure that all of those who wanted to flee to safety here in Greenhall were able to do so. You may see more refugees around the, the Glen here than usual, but uh, at this point, we have enough food and supplies to, to keep all of them. And uh, uh, hopefully... That will be my continued task to save innocent lives. You're so brave. Um, it... <laughs> oh, please. And he blushes. Is the blight spreading? In a room, you two. Oh, I'm sorry. Come I on, see. Let's, let, let's get moving here. I see my mother is calling to you. I must be going. And he waves to you as he gets dragged out the other door by Kale. If we survive this, my dear, we're having some flirting lessons. <laughs> Fare thee well. Toot sweet. <laughs> Excellent. And everyone follows Lanira. Uh, Mousy actually heads off in the other direction. She appears to be headed in the direction of the Hoppy Bunny, um, which you all know to be the local tavern. Um, Mousy may have a drinking problem for those of you who didn't know her before today. Um, Cheers. And, and so you head off in the direction of the Pool of Knowledge. And you arrive at the Pool of Knowledge. You walk through a very thick, tall uh, patch of pines that have completely obscured this view of this opening in the woods and you see a a beautiful mountain stream flowing over a small waterfall into a deep dark clear crystal clear pool and Lanira simply waves a hand toward the pool uh, sort of inviting you to partake and that is where she stands Um, I'll walk forward and kneel down and uh, cup some water in my hand and drink from the pool. How about Genro? Do we, I want to, can I ask the group a question? My friends, do we have to go in the pool or do we drink the water of the pool? You simply drink the water from the pool, says Lanira. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> can we go in the pool? I'm going to watch Felocial for a moment. Me too. Please, we do not bathe ourselves in the pool of knowledge, <laughs> Mr. Flint. Mm, I'm a bit smelly. I can see that and very much smell it. We'll get you a proper bath after this. Should we all do, everyone, should we all take take a drink? I'm going to dunk my head in and take a drink. Uh, yes, yes, General. It is uh, the, the purest water I have ever tasted. All right. So I will also cup my hands and take a drink. Jandar, are you going to grab a, a slurp? Yeah, might as well. I'm taking a big cup and I'm guzzling it down all right as you dip your head toward the pond and you take a drink or when you scoop your hand into the surface of the water and bring the water to your lips you feel yourself thrown forward into the pool you can see the top of the pool but it feels like there are hands dragging you downward into the darkness at first you panic as you struggle to breathe but then you hear Lanira's voice in your ear she says do not struggle You can continue to panic, but eventually you have to draw a breath. And as you sink into the pool, cold water fills your lungs, but it does not hurt. Your vision goes black and all is still. And you know nothing of the world for just a moment. Suddenly, images begin to crystallize around you. You are no longer sinking into a pool, but instead you see a vine growing over the window of a stone tower in which several teenage boys study from an old dusty tome. The tallest of the three looks familiar, with green eyes and a hungry stare. The boys are trying to hush one another as they read, and the smallest of the three says, Maybe we shouldn't try it. The middlest of the three says, Yeah, I don't think this is really something we should try. The book says it isn't safe if you don't have the power to control the portal. Then you hear the voice of Biriel chime in and say, Where is your sense of adventure? How will you ever learn to become a great sorcerer if you hesitate in these moments? I will try the spell. Stand back. And you watch as he brandishes a metal wand in his hand and holds a glowing blue gem in his other. The two boys with him move to the edge of the room as Biriel points his metal rod at the floor-length mirror on the wall. 
He speaks a string of words in a language that sounds guttural and evil. And you see the fear growing in the other two boys' eyes. Suddenly, the mirror bursts into a brilliant blue light. Jets of blue light fly out of the mirror in many directions. The two boys on the outskirts of the room are struck and they fall where they stood. Viriel seems unconcerned and keeps his focus on the mirror. A large, dark shadow appears behind the mirror on the other side, and Biriel's look of concentration flutters for just a moment. He starts to repeat a string of magical words, but as he begins, a dark, shadowy hand that looks skeletal, almost appearing to be made of smoke, breaks through the portal and reaches toward Biriel's chest. He suddenly looks terrified. He is unable to move, and as the hand grows closer to him, in a flash, the hand makes contact with his chest, and you see a white light travel from Biriel into the mirror, and a cold blue light travel from the mirror into Biriel's chest. The energy causes an explosive force, and the portal is closed in a snap. Biriel is thrown back from the mirror and slams against the wall behind him. He slowly stands up and dusts off his robe, and opens his now glowing blue eyes. You see the dusty tome has closed, revealing the title, The Necronomicon. Suddenly, everything goes black for you again, and then another scene unfolds in front of you. You are now standing in the branches of a tree on the Mount of Spirits. Biriel stands in the center of the, on the same stone you once saw him standing on uh, for Philosio Flint and Macecore. And you see a pile of lifeless bodies belonging to nobles of many races laying around him. He raises his hands upward toward the sky, and you see the bodies climb back to their feet with glowing blue eyes. He laughs a cruel laugh as lightning crackles through the sky. Another flash of blackness, and you see another scene. You see burning buildings lined with hedges, people slaughtered in the street by marauders, goblins, and trolls. You see the walls of water deep in flames from the grassy plains outside its gate. Daggersford overrun with villains from the mossy slate roof of the ale and chamber pot tavern. Another flash of blackness and you now see great armies marching through the woods. The woods look familiar and you know that you are near the Mount of Spirits. You see Biriel once again standing atop the Mount of Spirits, but it is crawling with the undead and many dark foul creatures. The entire mountain almost looks alive. Then suddenly, flashes of light. A shimmering dwarven warrior wielding a great battle hammer crashes through a horde of zombies, clearing a path for a phalanx of dwarves in shining armor to charge up the north side of the mountain. You recognize the hammer as the Gaia Hammer. Another flash. A tall, powerful dragonborn king holding a shimmering scepter leads a charge of mountain dragonborn warriors whose spears look sharp and deadly. Many fall on their way up the western side of the hill, but the king suddenly leaps from his mount and blows a column of black flames that engulf his enemies. Another flash, and you see a battalion of foot soldiers crashing like a wave against a wall of enemies at the foot of the south side of the mountain. And suddenly a flash of light and a beautiful but deadly human sorceress carves a hole in the defenses with a shining white staff that seems to cut through its enemies like a breeze blowing across a plain. The undead soldiers and beasts are blown away in a gust of wind mixed with fire and lightning, and the warriors behind the wizard charge through the opening. Another flash, and a young halfling in brilliant white robes and a shining silver helm skillfully runs along the heads of the undead. Each one he touches crumples to dust as he vaults onto the back of a giant troll at the foot of the great stone crown of the Mount of Spirits. Another flash, and Biriel, three times the size he was when you last saw him, is locked in combat with a young elven warrior who seems to glow with a great golden light as the battle rages on around them. The elf's sword glimmers with a deadly cold light as it cuts through the air, leaving a wisp of blue flame in its wake. Another flash, and you see the mountain empty and silent. Another flash, and you see the dwarf lord returning to his mountain home. Another flash, and the dragonborn king rides back to his lands with his men. Another flash, and the sorceress strides into the tavern in a town of men and elves. Another flash, the halfling priest stands on a cliff overlooking the ocean. Another flash, and the elven warrior stands wearily overlooking the lands from the top of the Mount of Spirits. With him is a young elf girl who shares his eyes but has dark flowing hair and a leafy crown. 
Um, and for Genril, Felosial, Mace, no, uh, Jandar, and Flint, that is all that you see. And you find yourselves blinking, laying on the grass on the side of the Pool of Knowledge. Uh, Flint, when you emerge from the Pool of Knowledge, you actually no longer have the Gaia Hammer with you. <gasps> oh, God. That's the Gaia pretty- Hammer has been absorbed or taken into the Pool of Knowledge, and... You ask uh, Lanira after you emerge and you discover the missing hammer, and she explains that the pool of knowledge has mysterious ways about it and that there is no safer place for a magical item than the pool of knowledge, and that when you need it, the pool of knowledge will provide it. Oh, very nice. Probably safer there than with (laughs) me. That works. I would agree with that. I, the fact that I didn't even know it was missing until right now. <laughs> you can't yeah, see boy, that geez. little man. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that hammer? <laughs> uh oh. I forgot. Oh, I lost it. Uh, oh, no. Guys, don't be dead. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to take care of everything? <laughs> guys, probably not a big deal. But... Remember that room in Termic? <laughs> <laughs> Mace core, you see more. Uh, so, actually, could everybody, I guess, mute your volume or take your headphones out if you have them just for a minute, and I'll wave whenever you should come back. All right, Mace core, you see another drop of blackness, and then your, vis- your vision crystallizes once more. You see a tall, powerful, golden-scaled dragonborn lord riding on a fine war chariot over scorched sands toward a walled town. Uh, you watch as the dragon lord enters the town to great fanfare, carrying a scepter that seems to emanate with a golden light. You watch as the king assumes the throne of this town. You see the dragonborn king again suited up in his armor, fighting many battles against other small towns in the desert. And you see him returning to his city with vast riches. You see the king fighting a challenger in an arena and striking him down with a long spear. Upon his victory, he reclaims his scepter and returns to his throne once again. Some time passes and you see the king entering the arena once more and this time he faces a stronger challenger. The final glimpse that you have of the king is of the challenger cutting him on the side of his knee and then the scene goes dark. And... Macecore, you awake on the grass next to the others, and Lanira looks at the five of you and says, what has the pool of knowledge revealed to you? I'll, I'll be honest, I just saw the same thing as last time, so <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on here, but that was a waste for me. Well, when they make the animated version, it's really high cost to animate that much stuff, so it's going to make sense to repeat it. Okay. Trust me. A little bit overwhelmed here, but I'm, you know, ready to find this wizard and kick his ass. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. That's what we saw last time, and it all turned out fine. Was there any new information? The pool of knowledge told me that there would be. Guys, you would not believe what I saw. Can you tell us? So the world was run by Bagel. No, I'm joking. So I saw a dragon like myself, and he went to the desert. He went back to the desert and must have been after, after the big battle. And everyone loved him. He went back to his kingdom. He liked killing it. We killed all the other people, his enemies in the, in the region. He also liked to, uh, he liked to go into like a Coliseum type games and he would win. And he had this spear that was really cool and the scepter. Uh, but he got really old and he still liked to fight. And then he went to the Coliseum again and it went black as just as he was losing. So that's what I saw. We have to go to this. He, he lived in the desert in the South or something, maybe wherever it desert is. That's where I think we should go. I, I feel like you're playing up how cool this guy was. He used that uh, term a lot. <laughs> is it just because he He tried- was cool. <laughs> He was cool. I, I don't know. What do you want me to describe him as? A lame? Are we after his? Stupid? Uh, was he lame? No, he was are cool. We, would you? Just like all dragons. Are we looking for his scepter, do you think? What What are we after? What's the weapon? 
We're either looking for his scepter or a spear. It's one of the two. He liked. He had a lot of scepter in my vision, but he also used the spear. He struck down his enemy. So I'm thinking maybe it's the scepter, but I'm not okay. sure. Do you think he's still alive? I think he's dead. Oh. He was cool going down, <laughs> but he's dead. Mace Cora, I'm going to level with you right now. I don't think he was that cool. Well, Jandar, we're going to have to see who's uh, – if you lose, if he's cool, you say to me, Mace Cora, he was actually pretty cool, I got to admit to you. You got to owe me some money. <laughs> it's about money with you, isn't it? God, it's never anything else. Always about money with you. Gentlemen, gentlemen, could, could I please interject for a moment? You started it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, I agree. But let me, let me just say, I I am fascinated by this accounting uh, from Mace Corps. You say that this this dragonborn, was he a king? Was he a lord? What was he? What did you see? Oh, he was definitely a king. Interesting. There are no, there are no definitive kingdoms in Finradel. So I wonder if this quest may take you to the shores of another continent. Uh, and it was in the desert, which is not there. There are deserts, but only in the far south of Finradel. So, I and I could not honestly tell you if if there are any full dragonborn settlements on on the earth at this point. Well, I was born there. I I mean, I'm a product of a dragonborn settlement, so you're wrong. Interesting. No, but I was. I am. I'm a dragon. Uh, are you from the desert? I don't. It was it was a little deserty when I when I would when I was growing up, I will say so. But the orcs attacked my village, so I had a I had to leave. That's why this is a very vague description of your homeland, my friend. It was a traumatic experience, Genril. How old were you, Escort? Do you know what a desert is? Should we describe it for you? It should be a lush. (laughs) I'm 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 more concerned. What is a continent? I know there's land here. Is it other land? Yes, I, I'm suggesting that there may be other lands beyond the sea. Well, it seems like we should go there because I was, I was born in a more Mediterranean environment, but this sounds similar. Well, won't we just fall off the edge of the water? No, no, sweet. All right, no, no. Philosophio, I'm just going to put you in a quick timeout. Uh, no talking until you're <laughs> called on. And listen, what I will do is I will take this information to my small council and I will gather with them and we will look through the archives and try to find any mention of this this city of Dragonborn in the desert. And if we can find any traces of it, we will we will be able to direct you there. And hopefully, you can find this this weapon, whether whether it be the scepter or perhaps the spear. But in the meantime, uh, that I believe this is all that the pool of knowledge has to reveal to us at this moment. So, what I would invite you to do is. Please feel free to visit any of the the uh, merchants who are scattered throughout the the glen here, and you know s- supply up because whenever we figure out where you're going, time is obviously of the essence here. Buriel's blight is spreading across the continent more quickly than we had hoped, and we must gather these weapons as fast as possible so that we can stop him. So why don't you go now and and visit any of the stores that you want to get things for your journey. Let's go, people! Hello, travelers, and welcome to this week's mid-roll. It's Keegan, your Felosio, and I just want to bring a few quick messages to you, and then we'll get back to the action. Well, it's not really action today, but we'll get back to the story. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to hop on quickly and say thank you so much for listening to This Is How We Roll. We have seen an uptick in the number of downloads in the last few weeks, and we just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening and and inviting other people and introducing them to the show. Please continue doing that. The word of mouth is the best way for our show to grow. We also have some episodes coming up where our players will be visiting green hall which is the home of the druids in our homebrewed world of finradel and they will be shopping for some magical items and potions and such if you're someone who likes to create homebrewed content uh maybe you've got a favorite item from your own campaign that you would love to see in ours please feel free to send those items to this is how we roll dnd20 at gmail.com you can find that email address in our 
show notes. Uh, but you could feel free to submit items, even if they don't make it onto this particular episode coming up. You could always get it into a future episode, and we would love to hear from you. I wanted to add that if you haven't already followed us on Twitter, please look us up at, at T-I-H-W-R, and you will find that we're going to be posting some of our original maps and images from some of our game sessions. So if you're someone who listens to the show and you want to see some of the visuals that we're actually using ourselves, please take a look at that. And uh, yeah, thanks. And I just wanted to remind you to subscribe to our podcast so that you're sure to catch the latest episode whenever it comes out. And while you're subscribing, be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Now that we're getting ready to head out on a new adventure, we're going to be needing some NPC names. Reach out to us on social media and leave us a funny meme or a comment, and we will name an NPC after you during this next arc. We know there are a lot of D&D podcasts and just podcasts out there in general, so we wanted to say thank you for choosing ours, and be sure to share it with a friend. Now, let's get back to Green Hall, and it's time to do some shopping. Alright, so... She turns you loose in Green Hall, the uh, Grove of the Druids, and you have the run of the place. And as you may recall from uh, previous trips, if you've been here, and for those of you who are new, there are several establishments that can sell you goods that may be useful for your journey. There's the Hoppy Bunny, which is the local tavern and has various uh, alcoholic beverages and magical beverages that you can purchase. There's a small shop called Bottles and Cans, where you can purchase uh, some various magical items, uh, small food-based items, um, some potions. And then there's a blacksmith shop called Stona Hut, where you can purchase magical and metallic items. And then there is a, there is a, uh, a menagerie called Animals and Stuff, where you can purchase animals and, and various items to go along with those animals. Uh, there's a tattoo parlor where Bartleby uh, uses uh, his great skill. And then, of course, there's also uh, a temple in the southern part of the grove called Waterview Grove, which is similar to the Pool of Knowledge, except less, uh, less life-changing, I guess is the way I would put it. Um, and that's where Nim plies his trade. So, yes, that's, that's your options. Um, and, and so once Lanira kind of gives you that rundown, uh, we're going to say she did. Um, then she kind of turns you loose and you all can choose where you want to go. And what I think we'll do is we'll just kind of run through the various establishments and you can quickly call out what you're buying at each one, keeping track of how much gold you're spending. Um, and then you can, uh, at the end, you can tell me what your favorite item is that you just purchased from all of these different stores. There are a few items where there's only one of them. So if multiple people want them, um, we may have to have a quick discussion about who's going to purchase them. But for most, most of the disposable items, like one-use items, there are plenty of uh, duplicates. So you can, buy, you can each buy like you know, any of the beers. You can all buy those. Um, potions for the most part, that kind of thing. Um, so let's start. Actually, well, you can tell me which one you want to start with. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, let's say, in theory, I was going to buy an animal companion. Um, what are the pros and potentially cons of having an animal companion. Why doesn't, uh, I think as Jandar, you should ask some of your, your fellow uh, adventurers. Well, that was a question out into the void. I think Felosio okay. can answer this quite clearly. She uses her creatures quite well. And so does Flint. Um, I, I have uh, this ferret here. His name is Bandit. <laughs> um, and I, I can use him. I bought the earpiece that goes with it so that I can communicate with him. And um, I can send him into places kind of sneakily. Um, flying ones are useful because then obviously you have um, some air patrol um, like Hockey McHawk Hawk face and Ethan Hawk. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I guess um, Flint. What's what creature do you have? I have Barney the bat. <laughs> it's I haven't even used him yet. 
but he's been useless for me. I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's just nice to have someone to talk to when it's, no one else nice. will talk to you. And it's Patrick Stewart's voice, so that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Um, I think they can be used to kind of like infiltrate and gather information. And I mean, there are some things you can get, like the the pellets, where you could send your creature to a place and then teleport to where they are if you both eat one of the pellets. Or you can make them oversized and potentially ride on them. Ah, see that now. Okay. And I've used I've used Ethan Hawk to carry um, like a string to a place. Like I've had like if we had something we could go across, I use my Ethan, okay. my lovely Hawk Ethan, to do that for me. So I'm gonna say that as you were sort of discussing the pros and cons of the animals, you were actually walking over to animals okay. and stuff menagerie. <laughs> Where, where you find, you find Dwarik, the dwarven purveyor of all fine animal goods, and you find that he now has a new shop assistant, a kobold <laughs> named Kyle, who you once met in a mine oh, near Greenhall, and he was actually a kobold bandit of some sort, and you spared his life, whether intentionally or not. Actually, you left him for dead, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure we were trying to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, you left him for dead, but he has since been captured or rescued. <laughs> um, he does have some like shackles on his arms and stuff, so he's not like a full free citizen of Green Hall, but he's working oh. at the animal shop now. Okay. Macecore, Oh, Flint. God, this is awkward. Do you remember this guy? We left him down there. I'm pretty sure we tied him up, but um, I guess we... I don't know how he got out of I that. I mean, we knew the rescue crew was going, so I guess they just took him. I was hoping he would die of a heart attack or something before that. He sees you coming and he actually whispers something in Dwork's ear and goes back to the stables to shovel horse poo rather than talking to you. Uh, can I follow him? Yeah, you could follow him. I just want to glare at him, following him. I'm going to walk right up to Dwork and I'm going to tell him, I need an animal and I need it to fly. What are your options? Ah, uh, well, sir, let me run through the options. Uh, we've got, uh, actually we're, we're plumb out of bats. Uh, we're out of hawks and we're out of, uh, ferrets, although they only fly when you throw them. <laughs> but, uh, I, it looks like my best option would be an owl. What kind of an owl is it? It's a, uh, it's a barn owl. Oh, God. It's <laughs> really hoping for, for a great horned owl. Those are, those are, uh, all right. Well. We can dr we can um, screw some horns into his head. Perfect. At some point, <laughs> as long as I can put a wig on and make it look like a great horned owl, that will work. <laughs> um, All right. Well, I got one here. If you want me to box it up for you, that'd be great. All right. That'll be two hundred and fifty gold. You got it. Uh, I'm going to try to. Uh, I guess this is a deception. But I would try to get him to throw in. A, uh, a free ear of the beast as well. Um, let's see. You could try your haggling skills and then do a persuasion and see if that works. And I'm, I'm not going to let anybody else do this during shopping, but uh, since Jandar is new, he gets right. to try it once. So it's persuasion, you said? Yeah, and I need you to, like, in character, like, talk him down, you know? Yeah, okay. Um... So, sir, can I interest you in any of these other lovely uh, accoutrements to go with your, your owl there? Well, you know, I was really hoping to get that great horned owl, and you just kind of sucked me with a, with, a, with a barn owl, which, you know, I guess it is what it is. It's just, you know, well, I mean, Hootie is my personal pet, so I can't really give him away. Well, I don't really care what he is. He's not a great horned <laughs> owl. So, Hootie. You know, that's really – and, I mean, it's, it's a nice name, but uh, – you know, well, you know what? Also, keep your eyes off that fish back there. That's my fish, Blowfish, and you're not allowed <laughs> to have him either. Well, hey, I don't want, I don't want your, your Blowfish. Look, look, let's do this. You're sticking me with an owl that's not the owl that I want. You know, I don't want to give you a bad review. I, I, I want to say nice things about you. Throw in an ear of the beast for me, and you won't hear a negative thing from me again. Well, I mean... Why would I? Well, hmm. Let me think about it. Make a uh, persuasion check. Eighteen. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, uh. He thinks about it for a minute, 
And, you know, business has been a little slow because there have been fewer travelers coming in and out of the out of the uh, Grove. And he he says, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll throw in the ear of the beast. Enjoy that. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to tell all of my friends what a great store you have here. Excellent. There we go. And I'm going to mark the owl as sold out because Hootie is mine. He's attached to me shoulder and I don't think that I can get him off. Um, all right. Um, anyone else getting anything at the menagerie at animals and stuff? Uh, no. All right. Um, where do you want to go after that? Let's do the bottles and cans. Excellent. Or what's that? Yeah, there we go. Perfect. All right. So at bottles and cans, you meet up with Veet Hammerstone, um, who is the purveyor of fine goods at bottles and cans. So what are you getting there? Um, I'd, I'd like some cake for two. Um, one of the cake for twos, and is the lightning acid la- latka there? La- latka. latka. It's a latka. latka. It's a potato pancake. Latka. Yes, it's the lightning acid latka fry. is there. Flat. Yeah, so I'm going to get one of those and one cake for two. Excellent. And the cake for two is now 250 Yeah, it's as much as a pet. There you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Where are we now? Oh, we're at bottles and cans? Yes. All right. I would like when it's my turn. Let me know. It could be your turn. Yeah, we're at. Yeah, yeah we're, if you know what go you want, it. bottles and cans, just call it out. I would like. Um, I think I would like the crown of Saint Lucia, please. Excellent. Ooh, it's yours. Excellent. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and get the uh, dreidel of destiny. Ooh, nice. I like that. Whoa. I have, I have a question though. The, the drill, can I use this whenever or is this like I can use it like one, I get like one spin? I think that, hold on, let me read the description. I probably need to add that to it. Because this kind of influences my decision. A little yeah, bit. yeah, I understand. Keegan, make sure this stays in the uh, podcast. It's really riveting. Um, <laughs> I, I will. Boys, spin this four-sided holiday toy of destiny and you will likely get a beneficial result. You must use an action to spin the dreidel. We spin, roll a d4 to achieve one of the following actions. Um, I'm going to say that would be a once per encounter item. Okay. So that means if you're in a fight, you can use it once that fight. And then if you like get out of that encounter and you're in some other encounter, you can use it again. Um, there's no like daytime limit or anything. It's just, uh, yeah. Whenever you want to use it in an encounter, you can only use it once per encounter. I would say. That's a good deal. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, uh, and buy that. All right. That is sold out. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Um, can I can I ask a question about a different item at a different shop? But it it will, you know, the answer will yeah yeah that's influence. fine. The um, the roulette rings are they the same once per encounter? Let's see. <sighs> that is any time. Oh oh boy. Anytime okay. you take a physical range attack. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're still at bottles and cans. Anybody else getting anything? Yeah, I'm going to get the Forest Glen hot peppers. Ooh, nice. Forest Glen hot peppers. Excellent. And there's more of those too. So if anybody else wants them, um, you get three in your first order though. Nice. God, I forgot you take 1d10 fire damage to yourself. I know. I'm willing to take a hit. That's fine. I feel like I should have made that like the next morning. You take 1d10 fire damage. Yeah, I just get smacked right with it after. But you know what? It's worth it for the greater good. Absolutely. <laughs> just terrible diarrhea the next morning. Oh. Yeah, I, I have that anyway. As, <laughs> as a dwarf. Oh, yeah, as a rogue dwarf, we're used to that. All right, anyone else with anything in this category? All right, where to next? Stona Hut. Yes, yeah, Stona Hut. All right, you are at Stona Hut with Andrasta and Orsic. Uh, what items would you like to purchase there? Can I go first? I'm sure. Spend all. So I'm going to buy the Little Big Yetus. <laughs> the catapult. Excellent. I am also going to buy... That's going to be sold out then, by the way. The Trick Arrows, just the Quiver of 12. I do love those arrows. They're quite mm-hmm. fancy. Uh, so I have... I have uh, 600 left. I'm going to refill. And actually, there are, there are at least two sets of the trick arrows. So if anyone else wanted those as well, you could potentially still get them. How much are the trick arrows? I don't have it up. 250 gold pieces. Well, keep going. Keep going. Um, I'm go- so I have 600 left. 
I'm going to spend 50 to refill my hearts. Okay. And then I'm buying the I'm buying the uh, roulette rings. Ooh. Excellent. Those are sold out now. Did anyone want the roulette rings? Uh, no, but I would no. like the garnet ring if it's my turn. Sure. The garnet sting ring? Yes, please. And I would also like the vine ill cloak. And I think I'm going to have to jump in and get also get the other set of the trick arrows. Excellent. I don't have a lot of weapons, so I need some more stuff going All on. All right, those are going to be sold out after you get those, the arrows. And the Vine Ill Cloak, I think there were two of those as well. So if anybody else wanted that, they could still get it. I like that one. I think, it, I think that's a useful, useful tool. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, I can make walls and uh, like bridges and you stuff. Things, exactly. I'm uh, going to get the Steel Quarter Staff. I uh, don't think you probably have enough money for that. I, I, I do. You I don't. Have just a, I, that, that, that will give me exactly enough. The owl was 250 The dreidel was 500 And 450 for the quarter. Right, staff. but everybody everybody was going to just spend 1200 It's It's 14 It's, it's 1450 Ha, ha, ha. Denied. <laughs> it's like a hot ticket item. It's 1450 The... Quarter staff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not four fifty. Uh, that's that's different than on mine. Cause oh, okay. Maybe hit maybe hit refresh. I, I reopened the document. I didn't say that it was Ooh. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Are you Scandal. a are you a time traveler? <laughs> maybe he is. I just busted the story wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Things just got crazy. I feel like Jandar is somehow going to end up killing himself in a different time in our story now. <laughs> and then we'll all be like, where did that guy go? What happened? A, a younger version of him had enough money for the quarter staff and they're going to confront <laughs> each other. <laughs> gotcha. I do What's see your, it as 1450 uh, as well. That's so weird. I, I, see, I still see it as 450. But... Whoa, weird. Whoa. Uh, okay, well then, I guess I'm not getting that. Wait, are you... <laughs> Hold on. Are you on the same document as everybody else? It's the one that you put in the text, right, Jordan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see you on there now. Oh, or you're coming up as an anonymous moose, but I assume that's you. <laughs> or else someone else is on yeah, it. Oh, else God. We have a Zoom bomber. A Zoom bomber. Um, yeah, but that, that score oh, stuff okay. maybe. That's 1450. Ah, so I think, I feel like the staff that you have now kind of does the same or similar stuff, which is why I kind of priced that one out. Um, so that, that should save you a little bit of money to spend on something else than if you want. Gotcha. And that'll still be there in the future too. Maybe with some even better powers. Ooh. Um, anybody else getting anything at Stona Hut? Yeah, I'm going to get the silent slippers. Nice. And um, I want to get the immovable rod too. Excellent. What's that? Uh, I, didn't even, I have to read them. I feel like I can come up with something for that. I like how versatile this thing was. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you could have to go one out with um, that one. Sold out. The silent slippers. There are two pairs, so you get one of those pairs. What do you think about the magnet? Wait, which uh, the recovery mm -hmm. magnet? Oh, I like that. Recover any metal objects you have dropped. Oh shit! For my yep. Let's take that. <laughs> That's nice. what I was thinking. Got it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, wait, yeah. how is it? I know. I'm like, how does that, how is that useful mm -hmm. for me? And then I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I have to like pull them out of people's stomachs every, every turn. Uh, excellent. All right. I just made it as a bonus action. You activate that magnet. So that won't take up your action okay. that way. Excellent. Yeah. And there's one more of those uh, as well. If anybody else wanted that one, anyone else getting anything at Stone Hut? Yes. Uh, I want to sell my uh, axes. All right. Uh, Orsic made those right yeah i'm sorry orsic there's just better stuff here uh he says it's all right we can't get raw materials very easily right now anyways so i'll take those and make them into something else maybe a nice pool cue hmm. Ooh. then we can take it to the hoppy bunny um how much can i get for those how much are you looking to get for them um i 200 mm. how much did you how much did you pay for them do you actually remember 
Uh, I kept them, or like they came with me, and then I uh, traded well, you like upgraded him. them, right? Yeah, I traded him like some uh, alcohol that I took from Daggersford for them. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you know, they're a little dinged up. I think I think one twenty five might be a little better price. Uh, one thirty. One thirty, sure, sold. Okay, great. Um, and then I'd like to get the down under throwing hammers. Excellent. Down under throwing hammers. And then um, Orsic, um, I have these things. Can you make something out of them? And I hand him a Yeti horn, um, a bottle of Termic wine from Wilhelmine's cellar, and a bottle cap. You also have your stalactite from the cave. Do you want to throw your crystal? So that that is for Nim. Oh, whenever we get to the water grove or Waterview Grove. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see what I can do. Come back on your way back to Green Hall, or the main hall, and I'll I'll see what I've got for you. Okay. And that's going to cost you three hundred, right? Yes. Yeah, pricey, but I'll try to make it worth your while. Uh, I think that's it for me. Um, all right. Anyone else for Stone Hut? Um, all right. Where are we headed next? Actually, uh, because I had misinformation on uh, the <laughs> staff, can we head back mm-hmm. to animals quickly, or can I just head there quick? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Let's go. That's everything I wanted to buy. Let's go back. Yeah. Back at animals and stuff. What can you, what can they get for you? I'm gonna get uh, the biscuits of gigantism. Nice. Oh yeah. Nice. You better believe. Um, and by the way, um, my owl's name is Zeus. <laughs> nice. So you better believe it's no longer Zeus Hootie. Be- I feel like COVID has made me eat a lot of biscuits of gigantism. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you get those. Um, let's see. How, does it say how many it comes with? Um, I think it's just one, isn't it? Did you feed this 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 pet treat to your animal companion? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I think we'll say that um, it's a one-use item, but yeah, three fifty for that I think is a decent price. All righty, that's intense. Excellent. Um, all right, so you grab that on your way by, and well, then where are you headed um, after that? That's it. Can we go to the Waterview? I at least want to go to Waterview Grove, and then I'm ready for the Hoppy Bunny. All right, Waterview Grove. The Waterview Grove. Old man Nim is there studying his same book. You're getting the impression that he may not be a very good reader. um i want to um just uh kneel down by the water quick and meditate for uh like 30 seconds all right just some uh silent prayers to the druids and nature um and then um nim i have i have this for you and i hand him the crisp well i look in my bag expecting to have two crystals and I'm shocked to find only one crystal in my bag. Um, I guess, I guess this is for you. Um, well, you don't sound, I, you don't sound so sure of yourself. Well, I thought I had two of them, one for me, one for you, but one of them seems to have fallen out of my bag. Oh, um, well, that's all right. What, let, what is this? May I take a look? Yes, please. It's a crystal from deep down in um, the mountains of Gold Hill City. Oh my! This is, this is a, uh, this is a very beautiful mineral. I'll I'll have to get my my tiny little single eye magnifying glass to take a look at it. But I believe this is a a beautiful red barrel, if I'm not mistaken. That's very clear, though. It's the clearest I've ever seen. Um, I'd I'd like you to have it. Oh, thank you so much. I, as you know, I'm an, a lonely old man, so of course, rock collecting is one of my hobbies. <laughs> I, I thought as much, um, but I also found it to be a very lovely crystal. So, um, do take care of it. Excellent. I will. I shall. And I, I think I'll be seeing you when, when you meet with the small council later as well. I'm just looking through this book again to see if I can figure out where you're headed off to next. Well, I hope you find where we're going. <laughs> well, I do too. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's all I wanted to do. Excellent. Though. He appreciates it and gives you a hearty handshake as you leave. Uh, I bet that's what you were <laughs> hoping for. Yep. <laughs> no, I feel good because I am. Uh, I feel like that's a part of nature that he can connect with now. Yeah. 
Absolutely. He believes in like crystal energy and all that hippy dippy yeah. shit. Um, all <laughs> I feel right. like I missed a lot before I joined this part. <laughs> all right. Um, next up, we've either got the Hoppy Bunny or the Tattoo Parlor. Uh, anyone for tattoos? I'm good. I think, I like- to the Hoppy Bunny. And whatever are we getting at the Hoppy Bunny? Oh, a lot of drinks. Oh, fantastic. All Ooh. right. At the Hoppy Bunny, you find the uh, find the gnomish bartender, Abalaba Kavalov, and you, find, <laughs> you also find Mundo, who you recognize as the brewer slash bartender slash innkeeper from the Duke's Road Inn. And he has now uh, taken up his employ at the Hoppy Bunny because his inn is overrun. So what can we get for you? Do you do you have anything new? Uh, we do have one new ale. It's called the Ballad Harvester, <laughs> uh, and it's delicious. Trust me. Can I please have a warm gin with nutmeg while we wait? Oh, good, uh, good thinking, Genro. I'll have two of those. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's called the Mace Core from uh, from what Ow! we read in the most recent uh, issue of Barkeep Monthly. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I flattered. thought it was horrifying, but in fact, it's quite delightful. I'll just have a boot full of your finest ale. <laughs> Would you say that it's cool? Um, no, because it's served warm, so no, I would not say it's cool, but I would say it's quite warm and spicy. It that's gets you there. I'm going to say that. That's How's fair. that? <laughs> Very fair. All right. Anyone getting any uh, to-go beers? Uh, yeah, I'll get one of the healing strong ales, um, and a curse removal cerveza. Excellent. You got it. Just in case. I am also going to get, uh, a curse removal cerveza. Excellent. Anyone else? Oh, I feel like there was something I want. Oh, it's not. No, no, thank you. (laughs) Oh, actually I will take a fire brew, please. Excellent. Fire. Yeah, I want to. I want a fire brew too. Sweet. Copycat. Go for it. Just don't roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll certainly try not to. Is is there like a bundle deal here where we could get like six with the seventh one free if we all purchase together? Uh, you know what? I'll give you your drinks here at the bar while you wait uh, and while you shop for free if you get six. Oh, delicious. Oh, mm. so I have I have two. Um, and I don't have any money. I'm, I'm zeroed out. <laughs> oh, um, uh, oh, Mace you know, Mayfor, I have three hundred dollars left. So please go on. I will. I, I would go uh, again, real. Would you like to split? Um, I believe Mayfor wanted the ballot harvester ale. We could each pay fifty. Please, indeed. Yes. Oh, indeed. thank you. We'd be happy to do that. Yes. By the way, I also have two like. Curse beers that I from the last time, so I have like a small stock. Nice, extra fermented. Uh, so we'll buy a ballot harvester for uh, Mace Corner. Oh, each thank you. Excellent. Um, so dr- drinks are free now. <laughs> yep, yep. Get all your drinks Perfect. free for your shopping trip. One, one round, one round. Come on. Um, I would like my whole boot boot filled. <laughs> all right. Want your finest whiskey? All right. Maze Core and I are having our gin and nutmeg. Thank you, sir. Excellent. It wouldn't have been my choice, but there you go. Nutmeg sounds wonderful. I will also have. All right. There Join you go. Us. You won't regret it. Three Maze Cores, a large whiskey, and a boot of ale. It's our new Christmas drink gin and nutmeg. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So, has everyone gotten everything from the shops that they were looking for? Indeed. Yeah, I need to go see Orsic again. Oh, right. I forgot. You were going to go by there on the way back. So you did, actually, because it plays into what you were doing at the bar. Um, so when you go back to Orsic at Stona Hut... Can we just hang... Oh, okay. We can't hang at the bar for a moment. No, you can. Yeah, okay. but um, we're this is a, f- a flashback to like 20 minutes oh, ago. Oh, okay. Right. We're getting um, them. Pelosiol actually swung by here on the way back. And Orsic was waiting outside of Stona Hut with a beautiful... Uh, silver ringed drinking horn, which Ooh. he has made out of the Yeti horn that you gave him. And it has a uh, sort of like a closing glass top, like a pewter beer mug would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, 
this is uh so here's what he says he says this drinking horn will allow you to take any potion or brew of your choice and share it with one of your friends and you'll both feel the full effect of that Ooh, that's mm. impressive you have to hand it to them and let them drink from it um you know right after you do or the you know potion or brew might wear off but if you share something with someone instead of being one dose it'll be two. Ooh, hmm. excellent wow. you are and- tr- Truly amazing. And because it's made of Yeti horn, it will always keep your drinks ice cold. <laughs> Yum. Oh, no more room temperature. It's it's a it's a Yeti cooler. I'm excited to try. <laughs> <laughs> it's an igloo cooler. This, this episode brought to you by Igloo, the company that ripped off Yeti's new cooler. I think I would like to try my gin and nutmeg in your new drink horn. Um uh, did you uh yeah actually if we did this beforehand um i'm just doubling all the drinks at uh the hoppy bunny excellent consider yourselves drunk thanks orsic Another flash, another flash of blackness. Uh, that's a great name yeah, for that a made me get pub. It. That was where our that's where our whole adventure started. Can you believe that? Who knew? All right, this this halftime pause was brought to you by Coke Zero. Um, Thank you for coming to my right. TED Talk. Another. <laughs>